Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. A podcast for kids, by kids. Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. We took a few months off to give us some time to research and explore for new episodes this season. And because we are kids, and in school, and have activities... So sometimes we just need a break. And so does Mom, because you may not know this, but she actually does our editing of the episodes for us, so when we are done with our recording, she still has work to do. But we are all refreshed and ready to go. So welcome back, if you joined us last season, and welcome to any new listeners out there. I'm Molly. I'm Bridget, and we love history and exploring, and especially ghost stories. And since we live in Providence, Rhode Island, we love New England ghost stories and wanted to share some of our favorite legends and tales with you. It's not chronological, but we definitely encourage to go back and listen. We have a few episodes we are dying to do this season and that we talked about in season one, but we are still waiting for a few things to open up so we can get in and tour and explore. So hopefully those will be coming towards the end of this season. But today, we are going to talk about some little-known history that took place here in Rhode Island, about 20 minutes north of Providence, in a town called Cumberland. Back in the 1670s, before Cumberland was a town, the forested and swampy land was part of the Narragansett Nation, including the Wampanoag people. We have touched on the Narragansett and Wampanoag tribes in, the pre- in previous episodes, but the Wampanoag tribe was led by Metacom, son of Massasoit. Metacom took on the English name Philip because of his father's strong relationship with the new settlers. If you listen to season one, you might remember that Massasoit welcomed the pilgrims to Massachusetts and Roger Williams to Providence. Massasoit and Williams joined into a peace treaty that helped Providence thrive in the early days. But like most things involving indigenous people and the new white settlers, that peace did not last long. By the time Metacom came to power, the colonists had taken to breaking the treaty that had allowed the Native American and early Rhode Islanders to live in relative peace. White settlers attacked the Wampanoag people and tried to take their weapons. This eventually led to raids by the Wampanoags on English settlements beginning in 1675, eventually becoming an armed conflict between the Wampanoag and English colonists called the King Philip's War. During this time, the Narragansetts tried to remain neutral. Neutral means they weren't on either side and tried to stay out of the fighting, but there were a few who joined the fighting. They also allowed the Wampanoag to stay with them when their villages were destroyed. The white settlers felt this violated their agreement with them, and soon the Narragansett tribe was under attack by the English. After a big battle called the Great Swamp Fight, hundreds of native people were killed. The fighting continued, and on March 26, 1676, a battle took place between the English colonists and Narragansetts and their allies. During the fighting, 10 men were taken prisoner by the Narragansett and taken to an area of Cumberland, now filled with hiking trails and the Cumberland Public Library. Let's just say it didn't end well for the nine out of 10 colonists. They were tortured and killed by the Narragansetts. The 10th managed to escape. Local legend says you can still hear the men screaming, or maybe a spot a man riding for his life on horseback. 
We went to check out this area known as Nine Men's Misery, and if you follow the trail, it will take you right to where a monument now stands on the spot where the men's bodies were found. We were there in the daylight, so although a little spooky, just knowing what happened there, it wasn't scary. We didn't catch anything on our equipment, but we did have a nice walk through the woods as a family. But it's not just the ghosts of the men who died long ago that haunt that area now known as the Cumberland Monastery. There are also reports of a ghostly little girl and an old monk roaming the grounds. The site where Cumberland Library now stands was the site of the Trappist Monastery until it burned to the ground in 1950. Although the, all the monks escaped, they had lived and died on the land for decades before leaving after the fire. So a possibility of a monk ghost is not totally crazy. So the little girl sighting is another common story at this park. People have claimed to see a girl dressed in colonial attire running through the woods, perhaps trying to escape the fighting. We didn't see a girl there, but who knows? What is really cool is that you can actually go into the library because, well, it's a public library, and quietly do some ghost hunting for yourself. Librarians have reported their names being called, but no one is near them and being touched. There have also been more than one reports of shadows around the library. It's a really cool old building, and it's filled with books, and since we love reading and love books, we love libraries, and it's haunted. It's really the best place ever. There's also reports of the elevator going to the third floor by itself, which is kind of off-limits but used to be the infirmary of the monks. I kind of want to go back now that we have the K2 meter and see if we can get anything. We should do that. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. But in the meantime, if you're near Cumberland, stop by. The maps of all the trails are available online or at the library. Also, there's a pretty cool playground on the monastery grounds as well. So there you have it, the Cumberland Monastery in Nine Men's Misery. Lots of haunted happenings there. Unfortunately, we didn't catch any, but we posted some videos of activity on our website at www.lfhme.com. There was also a Ghost Hunters episode that explores the library and land. Check it out! We would love to hear from you. Message us on Facebook at LFHE or Instagram at LFHE underscore kids. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we would love it if you could rate and subscribe to our podcast. It helps more people find us. And we want to thank everyone that has taken the time to rate us and given a comment. Like Flip Flop Loki, who left us five stars on Apple Podcasts and said, I love your podcast. I enjoy your podcast and I love the 15th episode. The information was really good. We are really good podcasters and all the episodes were really descriptive and entertaining. Thank you, Flip Flop Loki. It's good to be back. See you next week. And remember, history is fun, but sometimes a little spooky. It's not chronological. How do you say that word? Chronological. Okay, so I was saying it right. Massasoit, Massasoit, Massasoit. Yes, it's Massasoit. After a big battle called the Great, Great, Wait, the Great. <laughs>
We went to check out this area known as Mi Nine. 